Welcome to the Retire Well Podcast, the show that focuses on showing you how to get the most out of your retirement. Each week, we're going to dive into topics that affect people just like you. Ways to save money on your healthcare costs, smart income planning strategies, estate planning tools, and a whole lot more. We're going to get straight to the point with short episodes of 20 minutes or less on the information that you need to know to be able to retire well. I'm your host and retirement specialist, Kelly Racicott. Thanks for tuning in to this week's show. Now let's get started. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Retire Well podcast and Happy New Year to all of you. I hope you all had a nice holiday season. Got to take extra time off and unwind, enjoy some time with family and friends. I sure did. And I am excited to get back here and get things rolling here in 2024. So over the break, I was doing some reading and I came across a story in the Wall Street Journal that really struck me. And I wanted to explore it a little further here with all of you. And the article focused on this growing movement of retired age people who are saying they'll never retire. And this decision has nothing to do with their financial situation or whether or not they're financially able to retire. It's a decision that they're making simply because they enjoy what they do and they want to continue to do their work. And so the media is now calling this a movement. The never retire movement is what they're calling it. So I guess that makes it official or something. But the story in the Wall Street Journal focused on several interviews conducted with those who've made this choice and their reasons for doing so. And of course, you know, their reasons all, you know, varied for different reasons. But most of them cited that their work gave them purpose or joy and that they truly enjoyed what they do and they can't imagine not working. And I think there's a lot of really great benefits to this line of thinking. Obviously, there are the financial benefits, you know, the income that you receive from your regular full-time employment will certainly ease the burden on your retirement portfolio. You'd be in a position to save Um, a little bit more. You'd be in a position to delay collecting your social security and allow that to increase. Plus, you're usually at your highest earning years. And that further increases the monetary incentive. And if you love what you're doing and you're being paid well to do it, well, why would you quit? And I think this is a unique perspective. And I'm always interested in learning about anything that sort of pulls away from what traditional society says is normal. So the never retirement movement is a complete 180 from the fire movement that is really popular these days with younger millennials and Generation Z. Never heard of it? The FIRE movement stands for Financial Independence Retire Early, and participants here are focused on a lifestyle that practices frugality and extreme saving. We all know that the more you save, the faster you're going to reach your retirement goal, but the FIRE movement puts this common sense on steroids. Basically, you know, these folks are saving between 50 and 70% of their annual incomes in order to achieve their financial goals and be able to retire significantly early, like in their 40s, late 30s, early 40s. Personally, for me, I give this group major props for being such disciplined savers because for me, I don't know that I could do that. But, and that's all I'm going to say about this 
fire movement because, well, this is a podcast for retirees and not too many retirees are um, planning on retiring early. So, but I do find it interesting that the media or whomever dubs these two polar opposite retirement lifestyle strategies as movements because the vast majority, the majority of people aren't so extreme. Most 60-year-olds aren't planning on another 20 years on a job. And most 30-year-olds aren't saving more than half their income, okay? So the majority of people fall somewhere in between. And I think that the reality for most people that are getting close to retirement age goes something more along the lines of, A, I think I might want to retire, but I'm not sure if I'm financially ready. And B, I think I might want to retire, but I'm not sure that I'm emotionally ready. Okay. And so with that being said, yes, of course, I meet with plenty of people who are just itching to retire and don't have these feelings, but the majority do. And that's really what I want to focus on here today. I want to share something that we as advisors are seeing more and more of with the 60-something population. And that's the concept of a phased retirement. Phased retirement is, it's just a flexible approach from to transitioning from your full-time working. And most people grossly underestimate that transition into retirement until they're in it. A phased retirement allows you to sort of ease into it kind of sit on the edge, dip your toes in, as opposed to cannonballing straight into the deep end. And generally, this makes for a smoother transition, both financially and mentally. Some companies even offer formal phased retirement programs. And these programs are structured initiatives that are offered by these employers with specific policies and procedures and different guidelines that outline the eligibility for the program, the scope of work, and any expectations and benefits that might be associated with the new arrangement. But it is more common to see informal phased retirement programs. And these allow, you know, sort of a negotiation between the employee and the employer. They can individually work out these new terms for reduced work. And so phased retirement might still be full-time work, but with reduced responsibility or the ability to maybe work from home two days a week. It could be a new assignment in a different department that isn't maybe as physically demanding for you. In some cases, this will keep you eligible for your employee benefits, like your health insurance, and it allows you to continue saving into your company-sponsored 401k plan, which again, both of those are good things. Phased retirement might also mean kind of a gradual move to part-time hours. Now, this allows... This allows that the worker over time reduces their hours instead of an abrupt end. And this type of phased approach really alleviates the psychological and the emotional challenge that's often associated with such a an abrupt shift from a busy career into a full retirement. And it allows that individual to maintain a sense of purpose and engagement and it allows them to continue to contribute those valuable skills and experience into their work just at a reduced capacity. 
Okay. And this option is great for the employer too. You know, from an employer's perspective, they get to retain the knowledge and expertise of a more experienced worker. Instead of losing that valuable talent, the company can benefit then from those continued contributions of that individual. And it gives the younger employees the benefit of that mentorship from the more experienced worker you know, taking the time to phase out of their career. And so this also allows the company to save a lot of money on the costs associated with recruiting and training that new talent. And with the hiring crunch that seems to be affecting everybody these days across all industries, most employers are happy to keep you on board, even if it's in a reduced capacity. So phased retirement really is kind of a, it's a win-win, you know, for both employees and employers. But it is true, you know, not all employees will offer this as an option to their retiring or soon-to-be outgoing employees, but it is becoming much more common. Some people might, um, and I find this to be very, very common, some people might consider an altogether different line of work. Maybe something that you've always had a great interest in, but given your you know, regular job, you just didn't have time to pursue, and you didn't really wanna give up your regular income in order to pursue it. So now you've got that freedom to do it. And a perfect example here, I know of a woman who's always wanted to learn how to bake, you know, those fancy cakes. And at 65, she retired from her full-time position as a legal secretary. And she went to work part-time at a local bakery that is famous for baking these types of cakes. And mostly because, well, she always wanted to learn how to do that. But her full-time career made it really difficult, you know, to have the time to be able to do that. So she worked part-time at this bakery. And she made a little extra income, which allowed her to defer, allowed her to defer her social security benefits a little bit longer. But she also fulfilled a dream, you know, of learning how to bake these amazing cakes. And I think that that's that's pretty great. I've met some people who've decided to take a big leap of faith and start their own small business. So for another example, I know a guy that enjoyed mountain biking as a hobby in his younger years. And he worked as a loan officer at a local bank for his career. And at 63, he retired from his job at the bank and opened up a trail guide and um, like a bike service shop um, up in the mountains. And he knew he didn't want to work at the bank anymore, but he found that he wasn't quite ready to fully call it quits, you know, overall. So he was able to turn a hobby that he fully enjoyed into a nice stream of income for him over the next several years. And so again, he was able to reduce the draw on his nest egg by making a little extra money doing something he loved doing anyway. So I guess the point here is, is the whole idea of retirement is changing. You know, when your parents and grandparents retired, they could expect to enjoy, I don't know, maybe the next 10 or 15 years in retirement. Today, if you retire at 66, you could very well be retired for 30 years. So not only is that a challenge to pay for the next 30 years, but you also need to find ways to maintain purpose and fulfillment during those years. And that is just as important as being financially secure. It's important to consider, I think, you know, you know, as you're heading into retirement, why do we want to retire? 
what what are you going what are you going towards not only what are you leaving but what are you going towards and sometimes retirement is less of a choice and more of a more of a have to you know like do you have other obligations like caring for a parent or a spouse or are you developing physical limitations or health issues do you have to retire because the commute is too much or the stress of the job is too much or do you simply not want to work anymore? Are you aggravated with the changes that are taking place at your company? Are you irritated with your boss or maybe your coworkers? Do you feel that you are expected to retire at a certain age, either by your coworkers or even your own family? I hear this all the time in just general conversation, not work-related at all, just general conversation. You know, somebody will say to somebody that's in their 60s, well, you're about 65. Aren't you going to retire soon? Like it's expected that they're just going to retire. And I don't think that people mean this in any sort of negative way. I think that it's just so normalized in, in our society. But whatever the reason is, okay, whether it be for desire or necessity, whether you feel pressured or obligated to retire, take some time to do some self-evaluation and really decide for your own self, why? Why do you want to retire? And do you really want to retire or do you just want to do something else? And there's no right or wrong answer here. You know, retirement isn't one size fits all. Everyone is different. There are a lot of people who retire and they have no problem whatsoever adapting to the change. They're able to fill their days with hobbies or grandkids or other meaningful activity or whatever. But there's also a lot of people who retire and trade their 40-hour work week for 40 hours in front of the TV because they have no idea what to do with their time. And as I said earlier, you know, most people, they grossly underestimate this transition into retirement. And we so normally talk about all of the financial decisions that you need to make, you know, like enrolling into Medicare, or signing up for Social Security, rolling over your 401k plan. And these are just the basics. And yes, of course, it's crucial to make good decisions here. But don't forget about the emotional side of this transition. You know, just think of all the other transitions that you've had in your lifetime and all of the considerations that you've had to make going into those, you know. So think back, you know, when you went to college, you probably met with a counselor to help you choose the right college for your, you know, career choice. And then when you were graduating college, you probably met with another advisor to help you prepare for that transition into the workforce. And when you got married, you might have gone through some type of marriage course or met with your local priest or religious official. And, you know, if you have young people in your life right now, you may very well be one of those guiding forces full of sage advice and wisdom. So my point here is, is, you know, we take all of this time with and consideration with all of these other transitions in our lives. So why do so many people head into retirement, which is one of the biggest transitions you're going to make in a lifetime, without any sort of plan of what they're going to do with their time? If you all figure that one out, please let me know because I think that I think that that's really coming to be a point for a lot of people just because retirement is is lasting so much longer now. But at the end of the day, 
All of this comes down to ensuring your own personal happiness as you go through your retirement years. And whether that means no work, some work, or full-time work, you need to make the, de- the best decision for your own self. And if that goes against the typical societal norms, that that is perfectly okay. And it's your life and it's your journey. So what do you think? Could phase retirement be right for you? Or are you going to join the never retirement movement? Or are you in the I'm retiring and I'm never working again camp? Let me know. I'd love to hear from you. Well, that's a wrap on this week's show, but make sure you tune in next week. I'm going to be sharing some upcoming retirement events that we've got in the works for you. I'm pretty excited about that. But until then, I hope you all have a great week and I'll see you back here next week. Thanks so much for tuning into this week's episode of the Retire Well podcast. Our goal here is always to bring you value and share insights to make your retirement everything you always hoped it would be. I would be forever grateful if you would leave us a review because that helps more people find the show and please share it wherever you share things on social media. Thanks again and I hope to see you back here next week. The preceding information does not constitute tax, legal, or investment advice. All opinions and information shared in this episode is for informational purposes only and should not be acted upon without the assistance of a qualified and licensed professional. Any guarantees mentioned are subject to the strength and claims paying ability of the insurance company and any mention of rates or performance are subject to change without notice. Kelly Racicott is the agency owner of Hometown Retirement Specialists, LLC. If you have questions about the show, Kelly or Hometown Retirement Specialists, please visit us on the web at yourhrsagent.com and you can find our full disclosure in the show notes.